look into a few thoughts in the Word that uh, I just felt like the Lord just threw this Word on me uh, a week ago, and uh, I've been thinking it over and researching it out and pondering what the Lord would be saying in it, and uh, I read a headline here recently uh, from, I think, CNN News. It said, uh, record shortages, shipping delays expected this holiday season. Has anybody else heard that? There's going to be a lot of shortages. There's going to be a lot of delays and so forth and the natural. So we may have a terrible Christmas, you guys. You need to start praying, laying hands on your kids and praying for them in case that toy doesn't make it. it it's, I mean, this is that serious. I bought extra TP and paper towels myself. As soon as you see the limit on the store for those type of things, you should get one. Just get an extra one. Okay. It, it, it's, but we're living, I want to talk to us today about purposeful delays, purposeful delays. And I, I want to, I actually have good news and bad news for you today. Uh, the bad news, we'll start with this because I love to end up on good news myself. The bad news is that not all of your prayers will be answered immediately. How many already know that that's true and that's like... You don't have, have tell me that. Okay? But, but that's the reality of it. All of my prayers are not answered immediately. But the good news, and this is what I want to talk about today, the good news is that God has a purpose in all of those delays. He has a purpose in delays. And I want you to hear this today because it, it could help change something about you that uh, it's almost like we have little switches inside of our brain or something, and we, we go after something fervently for a while, and it doesn't happen when we want it to happen, and sometimes it doesn't happen like how we, how we want it to happen, and, uh, and, and something just kind of switches off at us, and, and then we continue to live, and we just do our best to keep moving forward and so forth, but we have this hidden disappointment that we think isn't impacting us, but actually it is. Because it's deep within us that it flipped off. And, and that's why I think as we, as we look at this thought today and as we see in Scripture uh, this whole idea of purposeful delays, that you might find a new hope and a new strength and a new faith to flip that switch back and continue to go after whatever God has put on your heart and everything that God has for your life. It's only you that can turn that off, nobody else. I can't turn it off for you. But you can. That's what I have found in the past. The word delay just by definition is just a period of time by which something is either late or postponed. In other words, again, it doesn't happen when I want it to happen. I don't know about you, but I'm not a fan of delays. I'm not a patient person. I don't like waiting in long lines. Anybody like waiting in long lines here? Yeah, I don't. You know, it's... uh, I, I just don't, I can't take that. It's just, uh, it's not good. It's not good for anybody. <laughs> um, but I, I want us to look at this verse here because this is really a pivotal verse and an important verse, and it's a very quoted verse, and sometimes maybe it's quoted wrongly. It's quoted with a wrong mindset in it, and we can do that. There's several scriptures I know that, that we throw out a lot really fast sometimes. We throw them out really quick, but we don't mean them like we should mean them. And this is one of those verses, I believe, that are like that. 
and so before we read it, I want us to, let's just pray right now. Father, quicken our hearts and minds this morning uh, with the power of your word. Your word is so powerful, God. It, it is able to change us today. It's able to transform us today. It's able to strengthen us today. It's able to heal us today. And God, as we hear your word, I pray that all of the impact of the power of the word would be released in each one of us in Jesus' name. Romans chapter 8 and verse 28 says this here. And we know that all things work for good to those who what? Love him and who are called according to his purpose. We like the first part better than the last part. We really do. And we, 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 again, we throw it out and, you know, sometimes we just misuse that. I don't even think I need to tell you. We just misuse that scripture. But I, I want you to know the scripture's true no matter how I misuse it. But I hope today by the time we're done, we can come back and say that with more faith and with fervency and with right understanding about what that really means. Through all the unexpected delays that I have personally experienced, the thing that I can probably look back and say that I have learned patience and perseverance. And I still need more patience. Anybody with me here? Anybody help me here? <laughs> You know, it's just, I don't have those things, but it has been the unexpected delays that has helped bring to the surface things that I needed to see about myself that I would allow the Lord to take and touch and deal with. Do you know what I'm saying? You know, it's just something about delays that brings a lot to the surface, you know, and, and, and so uh, as we look at this today, I, I want us to say that, that I want us to see that, uh, that we really do need delays at times. James chapter 1, a, a very, another famous uh, but maybe unliked scripture, is James chapter 1, verses 1 to 4. Brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, or you could actually put on their delays. Count it all joy when these things happen to you that aren't the way you want them. Knowing that the testing of your faith does what? It produces something. The testing of my faith is going to produce something in me that is needed more than I probably realize and more than I recognize. The, 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 knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience, but then let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect com and complete, lacking nothing. Did, I, did that say that you may be perfect? Well, actually it did, I thought. Yeah, yeah, verse 4. But let patience have its what? Perfect work. So something is happening in us that's bringing us to a place of perfection. Selah. Just something God is doing in us to bring us to a certain place that he says is called perfect. I have this perfect work. And we have a perfect Holy Spirit living in us, correct? To do what? To, uh, to do that perfect work. But again, the, the, so, so much, uh, I, 
so much, or I don't even want to say that. The themes of the, <laughs> the <laughs> there's so much in the Bible about what God wants to do in and through our lives. And I think sometimes we can get off course with it. And we, it's because we just, we don't always understand why there's delays and setbacks and pauses in our life. But God has a plan in the midst of those for you. And that's, uh, that's what I want us to see. Uh, the theme uh, really in the scriptures is that we would be perfected like Jesus Christ was on the earth. Amen. Are you all there so much that you don't get excited about that? <laughs> He's bringing us to some place. And, and I believe the, 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 it's going to surprise us all. Uh, so let's just take a quick brief look at some maybe famous Bible characters that experienced some, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, delays. What about Abraham? Did he have a few delays? And what did that produce in his life? He became the father of faith, not just faith, a father of faith. And we all refer back to him. We all, when we read his story, we think, wow, that's incredible, isn't it? But guess what? That was through some delays. Remember, it started uh, with, uh, with uh, being called the father of many, changing his name from Abram, father of one, to father of many, Abraham. And from there, he didn't have that child for a long time. And remember, he messed up because they tried to do it on their own, and they ended up with, a, with an Ishmael that we're still fighting with today because he, did it on, he tried to do it on his own. But when they got past that and they stepped back into the will of God, all of a sudden... <clears throat> The son came. And then it was continued testing with him. Well, what about Moses? Remember Moses had the call to be the deliverer, but then all of a sudden he thought, I think I'm going to try this on my own. Remember that? He tried to kill the Egyptian. And, and, and even his own people knew that that was wrong. It wasn't going to deliver the whole group. And they recognized that. But he went out into the wilderness and he spent 40 years there. And then after... 40 years, he ended up with what? An encounter with God at the burning bush, you know, and the whole story. And all of a sudden, something changed inside of him and raised up his courage, and it did something in him. But it was 40 years in the wilderness. I call that a delay. God was, <laughs> spoke a word to him way before then, but he brought him to a place where all of a sudden, what did that delay do? Did it hurt him? No. It got him back into alignment with the will of God. And this is what we need to be. What about Hannah? Remember Hannah's story. She was, she was without child. And, and, and in 1 Samuel chapter 1, it's, it's very clear. But to Hannah, he would give a double portion, for he loved Hannah, although the Lord had closed her womb. What? Who closed her womb? The Lord did. What was he doing? He was giving her a purposeful, divine delay. Why? Because she needed to give her son to the work of God. And she wasn't ready to do that, obviously, before. But after the delay, and after the delay, and it goes on and it says this here, to add you know, insult to injury. And her rival also provoked her severely to make her miserable because the Lord closed her womb. Wow. But out of this comes a, a, a mother who 
uh, was so, uh, so willing to be in the will of God that she finally said, that's right, I'm going to, I was supposed to be, I had a divine purpose in my life to have this child, but I was also supposed to give this child to the Lord for his purposes. And if you remember at the time, the exact right time she had that baby because it was when Eli, the high priest, and his sons were totally decimating the, the, the temple of God. So at the right time that happened but boy was that a hard delay year after year and she was being provoked and made fun of what about Daniel remember Daniel he's called to do something into Babylon and what what takes place he cries out to God nothing happens he cries out to God again and nothing happens and then later on in the story we hear that God says hey Daniel I heard all of your prayers from the first one you prayed but there was some pretty good spiritual and uh, interference because of what I needed you to do, and I had to send Michael, the large angel, the archangel, the warring angel, I had to send him to go clear the way so that the blessing and the power of God could come and put and come upon you and do what you needed to do. It's just a powerful thing, and so we see <clears throat> all of these people with all of these delays, but we see that there was purpose in all of them. What was he doing? He was preparing the person. He was preparing the person. And I, I want us to catch this. And, and, and as, we, as we look through, I, I looked up some psalms. Let's just read these psalms. And look what they say. If, if, uh, if, if you think that David, our great hero, the man after God's own heart, didn't have some moments of, God, where in the world are you? Then you're mistaken. And, and we see this again throughout scriptures. I just grabbed several. 13.1 psalms. For the uh, a Psalm of David, how long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? <laughs> Do you think there was some delay going on? How long will you hide your face from me? See, he's praying this. He was in the wilderness with those sheep, and he was experiencing the presence and the power of God. Remember, he killed the lion, he killed the bear. Okay, and now he's crying out and saying, God, how long? What about Psalms 40 and verse 17? Since I am afflicted and needy, let the Lord be mindful of me. <clears throat> you are my help and my deliverer. Do not what? Delay. Wait a minute. He must have known something about God. He's thinking like, please, don't delay this time. <laughs> we got to move forward. And he's crying out to the Father for this. What about Psalm 69, verse 3? I'm weary with crying. My throat is parched. My eyes fail while I what? Wait for my God. So he had the dream, he had the vision, he had the understanding of what was supposed to happen, but it wasn't happening yet. But after it didn't happen for a while, he cried out to the Lord. John chapter 17 and verse 21, and remember this one here. You know this story well. Martha uh, then said to Jesus, Lord, if you, had, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. Where were you? Why the delay? And, you know, we sometimes think about that. We know at the end of the story was what? So that that would glorify God. <clears throat> he didn't want somebody that was just, you know, maybe nearly dead because they were sick. He needed them to be dead, dead. <laughs> right? Yeah. right? I mean, I'm just telling the story here. But there were delays that happened, and you, you just find them throughout the scriptures. And 
uh, and, and then you come back to Romans, all these things work together for good. For what? For those that, are, that love him, you love him, and you're called according to his purpose. And I'm going to show you something in the end about that in just a moment. Uh, so what, what happens when there are delays? So let's read just a few verses and let the Holy Spirit speak to you. James chapter 5 and verse 7. Therefore, be patient, brethren, until what? The coming of the Lord. Be patient. For the farmer waits for what? The precious produce of the soil, being patient about it until it gets the early and the latter rain. So they had to wait for the right season for this to happen. 2 Peter 3 9. 2 Peter 3 9. The Lord is not slow about his promises. Now, I really question if that's a misinterpretation, really. Don't you think he's a little slow sometimes? Come on, be honest. We're in church, you guys. <laughs> yes, we do think that. I think that a lot. <clears throat> if you were God, would you just do things different, maybe? You would, wouldn't you? Come on. He. <laughs> You really would. I would. For your sake, I would. Okay, 1 Peter 3.10, but I am not God, just so you know that. Uh, who once were disobedient when the patience of God kept waiting in the days of Noah. Now, we know that story. <clears throat> waiting, waiting, waiting. Asked somebody to build a boat away from the water. Waiting, waiting, waiting until it finally gets done. During the construction, kept waiting in the days of Noah during the construction of the ark in which a few, that is eight persons, were brought safely through the waters. So the question we might ask is, are you waiting on God uh, or is he waiting on you? I think that's a really good question. I really do. I don't like it, but it's a good question. So what does the Bible say about being delayed? Um, and, and these are good things to know. And this is where I want to kind of uh, land the plane this morning is with this thought here. It says in Habakkuk chapter 2 and verse 3, Habakkuk 2, 3 says, The vision is for a what? Future time. So in other words, he showed him something today, but tells him it's not for today. Why did he have to tell him? Well, that's probably the obvious reason. It describes the end, and it will be fulfilled. Don't worry. Don't fret, Habakkuk. It's going to be fulfilled. If it seems slow in coming, wait patiently, for it will surely take place. It will not be delayed. Wow, that's an awesome, clear scripture, isn't it? Second Peter chapter 3 and verse 9. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, because he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. How many are glad that he didn't come before you were born? That's a good thought. Ephesians 6, verse 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against the principalities and powers and against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. See, what I, what I learn when I know what happened to Daniel, what I learn is I'm going to wrestle with those things uh, too in the spiritual realm. I'm going to have to do some sort of wrestling. I'm going to have to do something because I'm up against the principalities and powers that seem to have principalities and powers. 
and that's in the unseen world. Romans 8, 28, we, we know this one, of course, just read it, all, and we know that all things work together uh, for God, for, uh, the good thing, for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. So here's a, a very, very, very key, important thing for us to get a hold of to help change the way we overall think, and, and that is this. God has a plan for you, and it is, uh, <clears throat> it's not supposed to be all about you. He has a plan for you, but it's not meant to be all about you. Somehow we have this tendency to you know, switch things over to be about us. But can I tell you, your day is coming, but it is not yet. We are supposed to completely give ourselves over to what? To his plan and his purpose, according to his will. That's why it talks so much about dying to self. See, if you're going to live for yourself on this earth, you're not going to make the whole idea of living for him possible also. And this is what we do. We turn it around, and before we know it, we're, we're, we're doing the opposite of what Matthew 6.33 says, where it says, seek first the kingdom, and all these things will be added. I put the kingdom second, and I work really hard over here, but I'm sure trying to apply faith to all this stuff. Lord, give me more money. Give me a better job. Give me this. Give me that. Heal me, and so forth. I'm really putting everything into it, but I've got it out of order. I've, let, I've, I've stopped seeking the kingdom first. Does that make sense? This is, this is critical, and I think this is where the shift is going to take place. If it can take place in my mind, he's got a plan, but it's not supposed to be about me. It's about him and what he did for us. And if you look at the larger picture of it all, what is God doing right now? What is he in the process of doing over the last 6,000 years? He's in the process of making a bride for himself. Guess what? You're going to get lost in the bride. He's not making a lot of brides. He's making one bride. But he's making all of us that bride. How many understand that that's in Scripture? So I have to make sure that everything that I think, everything that I do, everything I read out of here starts with Jesus Christ and his will and his plan and his purpose and not about me. And I have found the less that I care about me and think about me, the more God just does what he says. He's going to provide for these other things. But we get caught up over on this side of really, and again, I think if, if I hope this makes sense to you, is we start, well, I'm going to apply faith. I'm going to be a person of faith. But it's more about me than being a person of faith for his purpose. And it's critical for me to capture this so that I can even apply the word of God properly. A lot of times I think, again, we read stuff out of context or out of understanding by the revelation of the Holy Spirit. Revelation chapter 19, verses 7 to 9 says this here. Listen to this verse, these verses. Let us be glad and rejoice and give what? Him glory. Let's give him glory. He's got to get all of the glory. He can't have any glory of yours. It has to be his you have to give it all to him. And when something great happens in you and through you, give glory back to him. Let, let us make sure that we don't touch the glory of God. We leave that to him. 
Let us be glad and, and give him glory for what? The marriage of the lamb has come and his wife, one wife, has made herself ready. And to her it was granted to be arrayed with fine linen and, and bright. For the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. And then he said to me, right, blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the lamb. And he said to me, these are true sayings of God. These are true saints of God. He's putting together this bride. He's putting together a bride for his son. And that would be our highest priority. I've had two, uh, two out of four kids married. And my, does your attention go toward that whole wedding? How many of you have experienced that? Your, your, I mean, your wallet goes toward it. Everything about you goes toward it. Right? It all does. Everything seems to revolve around that. My house looked like a wedding chapel by the time we got to Chelsea's wedding. You know, it's everything. It's, it still has some of those things there. I'm not, I'm not ratting on her. <clears throat> I'm not trying to get her, something, get her to do something because I'm preaching it. But everything revolves around that. And that's what it all seems. That's what he's saying. There's going to be a marriage supper. I'm building a bride. It's going to be an awesome thing. And he's pulling his people together to do that. We need to understand how the Father thinks, acts, and does things. And any delay that we experience in our life is to bring us to that place. It's to bring us to that point. I mean, some of my most desperate moments brought me to God closer. How many can say amen to that? You know what I mean? You can really get going in life and become successful and, you know, get your careers going and doing all these things and really get caught up in that. But I have found that none of that has the tendency to pull me into Christ like a delay, like a challenge. I put down just a small list here that uh, what delays are to do is to... Get us back into alignment with him and his purpose. So often through the scriptures, it says they cried out to the Lord when things got really bad. They cried. What does that mean? That means they turned their attention back to the Father. They finally got to the end of their rope and they knew it finally. And so they cried out to the Lord. I believe it gets us back into alignment with him and his purpose. I believe it also, it tests us and it strengthens our faith. If you don't need your faith, it will never grow. If you can do everything that you're doing without faith, then it's not going to grow. But the delays will help test and strengthen your faith and faith and tell you where you're at. It also produces what I have found, uh, just again a small list of what I've experienced, and it produces a deeper and more purposeful prayer life. It produces a deeper, more purposeful prayer life. It's not just a quick praying for this thing or this thing or this thing. It gets us much deeper to know, now I'm involved in the Father's real purpose. And he's got something in mind. And, and if I can get in there and tap into that and come into agreement with that, I'm going to see the fruit up here of that. But oftentimes, again, we pray around ourselves more than around his purpose. And I'm not saying we shouldn't pray for ourselves. We just had a prayer time that I asked you to do. It's not about that. But if you don't understand the larger purpose, then that's what you'll live your life doing and never tap into the large, overwhelming purpose and plan of God. It also, uh, 
uh, produces fruit uh, in our lives and through our lives. And uh, I just think those are some of the things that I have experienced when it comes to the delays that I have in my life uh, often revolved around prayers that I've prayed and asked God to do. And uh, this morning, I, I, I just felt like if we could capture the larger purpose and step deeper into this and understand, man, if I'm going through a delay, maybe I, maybe I just need to draw closer to the Lord. Maybe I just need to draw. And, and, and again, it's not in a condemning way. It's not even in a works way. It's not, okay, I'm going to pray, you know, uh, uh, I'm going to pray, you know, five minutes longer than I prayed last time. <laughs> okay? So it gives me 10 minutes, you know. I'm going for it. It's not about that. It's not where I'm going. But what I'm going is that I would recognize, man, there's over 5,000 promises right here that are sitting there untapped for you and I. This is the owner's manual right here. And, and, and yet, when I experience a delay, what do I do? Do I just get frustrated? Do I get more discouraged? Do I, get more, do I turn off the switch of faith? Oh, I guess it just doesn't work. And, and, and what do I do with that? Well, I have to do something with it. Uh, but his desire is that you would draw nearer to him in a greater desperation, getting your heart closer to his heart like it's never been before. And for whatever reason, sometimes I find it, it, it does become a challenge to stay at that on fire level. Is anybody with me on that? Anybody experienced a, a little season of discouragement? Yeah, we all probably have. You, you have or you never experienced the other, so you don't know you're there. <laughs> but we, we, we get desperate and we, we get a little closer to the Father, I hope. So I wrote down here, just in closing this morning... We must learn how to pray. We must learn how to pray. And that comes from asking God to reveal himself and his will and his purpose to me personally. To me personally. I need to know it. I'm not doing what I do based on what you know. But I'm literally doing it on my own. And then I wrote down this here. I need to pray for the next generation. I need to pray for the next generation. Is that a part of my prayer life? Is that a part of my passion when I kneel down and pray? And just I know what they're going to face. I've lived, I've lived life now. The next generation is coming behind me. Our kids and our grandkids are coming behind me. How am I praying now for that next generation? Because it's generational, right? God works from one generation to the next. And, and when I begin to see that, uh, then, then my, my kids will then reap where they've not sown. Come on, they'll live in houses they did not build, the Bible says. Why? Because I paved the way through prayer and fervent prayer about them and not about me. And if I don't believe that my prayer can change things, I won't pray that way. But when I really begin to believe that, I think we change it for the next generation. <laughs> I think we're experiencing challenges today, some part because of the previous generation, if I believe in generational at all, and I do. Because remember, they, 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 they reap where they did not sow. Now, every generation can break past that, but why do we have to make them want to have to break past it themselves when I might be able to break past it for them? It's just like we do for our kids, right? You don't raise your kids and just don't teach them anything. 
No, what do you do? You try to give them everything you have so they can have a better start than what you had. Wouldn't that be right? That's how I feel as a parent. How can I give them more than what I had? And again, I'm not just talking about finances, although they wish I were. (laughs) But you know what I'm saying is there's something about it. So God wants to teach us how do I, 1 Timothy 5.17, how do I pray without ceasing? 1 Timothy 2.8, he says this, I would that you pray everywhere. So there's something about our prayers that make a difference in everything that happens in our lives. If I can understand first, delay has a purpose. His word helps us to understand that. If I can understand that my prayers of faith will make a difference, then I will pray and seek his face. And if we pray and seek his face, we will be found of him. Amen? All right, close your Bibles. I'm actually done. Some things are just caught, right? Not taught, just caught. And I hope you hear what I'm saying about purposeful delays. Purposeful, would you say that? Purposeful delays. Let's say it again, purposeful delays. There's purpose in it. Whatever you're going through, whatever you're facing, Cry out to God, and he will help you to know what to do, how to do it. And then he steps in and does it. I think sometimes he just waits for us to get it. Do you really get it? And once you do, you can come into agreement with him. And boom, he takes care of it because we're only seeking the kingdom first, and he's taking care of the other things. So let's, let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your word. God, today I just pray for anyone that maybe would uh, relate to having a delayed answer to one of their prayers. That Father, today would spark and ignite a fresh faith and a fresh fire and a fresh fervency and a fresh desire to get back into your presence, to, to hear from you and to see you do the miracle that's needed. But Father, more than that, to, 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 to understand your purpose and understand your plan like we've never understood before because you're moving across the earth right now in a mighty way that this generation has never seen. But we're just on the precipice of, the, of that, God. And I pray that as uh, Hope Alive, we would be known for those that know you uh, and that we would be those that are following you. And, uh, and, and we see when the cloud moves and we follow it. And God, I pray for every person that has a delay because they're no fun. Uh, that, that strength would come from one another and we would begin to see the power of God move in us and through us like never before because that's your desire is that we would let you get all the glory for all the miraculous power that you releases. So God, we love you and we bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.